What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a new listener, greatly appreciate you hopping aboard the pirate ship. If you're a returning listener, I really appreciate the continued love and support, man. Great to have everybody. Hope everybody's staying safe out there. Hopefully you're wearing your mask, social distancing, using your hand sanitizer, just being cool, man. We got, what, about three and a half weeks left in this year as of recording this episode the first week of December. So hope everybody had a safe and happy Thanksgiving. I hope everybody has a safe and happy uh, you know, rest of rest of the year. Merry Christmas, a happy new year, and a happy new year. Do bad AC ain't in charge you no more. AC said ten percent. All right, Johnny, I'm sorry. I'm going. Ah, Home Alone, man. Love that movie. Love both of them. Which one's your favorite? You like you like the original, the first one, or you like like Lost in New York? Or they're 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 both cool. They're both cool. Shout out to the third one, too. Shout out to the third one. That's just a tough act to follow with Macaulay Culkin, man. You know, no offense to anybody who who was part of that third one. But, man, those first two, you know, just hitting home runs, hitting grand slams with those ones, man. Those are some classic Christmas movies. I, I for one, love Scrooged. Probably one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Bill Murray's take on A Christmas Carol. It was It was great. I think it came out in 88, the year I was born, too. But uh, if you haven't seen that one, find it, watch it. It's it's a great one. I remember going to see the Jim Carrey version of A Christmas Carol, you know, like the 3D Pixar one or whatever. I don't know if it was Disney or Pixar did it, but uh, but that kind of animation, you know what I'm talking about. That came out like 10 years ago, man, something like that, 10, 11 years ago. It's crazy. Time flies. Also in The Grinch when he when he was actually in the costume of The Grinch. I miss those days, man. Nothing against CGI and all the digital stuff now, dude. But uh, when people used to actually like dress up as stuff, like and all of the puppeteering and everything, like the labyrinth from back in the day with David Bowie and that scene in American Werewolf in London, that transformation scene, the thriller video. I mean, come on, man. That's some good stuff. I know we're at Christmas time. I shouldn't be talking about Halloween movies, but uh, but Scrooge is great, though. Love it. Love Bill Murray. It's a great one. But yeah, man, hope everybody is uh, is doing well out there. And, uh, you know, yeah, we'll get through this year, y'all, you know, and, and one of the threads that's uh, something for me, you know, that's always there, always has been there, always will be there because I love it is music, you know, speaking of things that get us through. Uh, and what a better way to segue into this week's guests and this week's episode of the podcast, dudes and dudettes and all my people out there listening to the show. I have my good buddy on the show this week. He is none other than Ryan Waiten of Tropic Bombs, singer, now drummer, uh, producing stuff in their home studio, man. Uh, he's just a great guy, great guy. You guys hear their music if you listen to the show. It's the intro music. Uh, the close uh, of the show is is the music, Block the Sun, and, and the little kind of in-between parts, in-between the, uh, the conversation itself and my little spiel at the beginning and the end, so... If you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you're familiar with their music, and I highly encourage you go check it out. Tropic Bombs can be found. Most places music can be found, and I will also put up all the links in the podcast description. But great dudes, great band, and Ryan in particular. It's, it's kind of crazy as of recording this. So we actually just did an episode about three months ago uh, to kind of 
premiere their new single, Reignite, uh, talk about the music video, Alan joining the band. Uh, and, and what's crazy is we actually recorded that episode almost a year ago when I was home for Christmas before the apocalypse and everything that's gone on since. But uh, any hoosers. So that was a lot of fun. And then not long after that episode dropped, Ryan got with in touch with me and was like, you know, Mike, I think I think this is something cool that you should check out. So I opened up the link in his text, and lo and behold, I see that Tropic Bombs has partnered with a record company to do some exclusive music during these tough times to give back to fans and also, you know, put something cool out there. Found a really cool record company that uh, is doing something that that uh, you know. I hadn't heard of, you know, despite everything that I've been paying attention to musically during uh, during COVID and quarantine and everything, and all of the collaborations and you know all of the all of the uh, the work that so many are doing to help keep everybody afloat, you know, because you got to remember it's not just the bands, it's not just the the artists themselves. You've got all the people who work at these venues, you've got all of the the people who work on the road crews, you know, and the sound engineers and everything, the guitar techs, all of that, man, drum techs, you name it. Uh, So there's been a lot of cool stuff going on out there. Um, If you're listening to this podcast, again, I'm sure you're aware because there's a lot of music on this podcast, so you're probably a music person as well. I digress, but this particular partnership that uh, my buddy Ryan at Tropic Bombs and the band did with this record company was just something that – I hadn't seen of all of the cool stuff out there that's been going on as people have been perse- persevering, excuse me, through, you know, just these difficult times with COVID and how it's, you know, really affected everybody, including the entertainment industry. So I don't want to give too much away. I want to make that a little tease because I want you guys to listen to this conversation. But uh, it's a really cool thing that Tropic Bombs did. Um, and uh, we had a lot of fun talking about it. So without further ado, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with my good friend, A-plus human being of Tropic Bombs, Ryan Waiten. Here it is. Well, Ryan, dude, it's it's always a pleasure talking to you, man. I love you guys, and and uh, it's kind of crazy that we're actually coming up on on almost ten years since first meeting each other way back in 2011. It sounds crazy to even say out loud, but uh, but yeah, man, I, I wanted to get you back on. Uh, we had an episode a couple months ago when Reignite came out, and that was awesome. And and it's crazy we actually recorded that like a year ago, almost now, when I was home for Christmas, and we're December when we're recording this, but. But you guys have been doing some cool stuff, um, you know, despite all the craziness going on. So I just wanted to catch up with you. But uh, but yeah, man, uh, how, how how are you guys all holding up? Just, I mean, all things considered in terms of, uh, you know, this pandemic and everything. Is everybody in the band, like, good, healthy, hanging in there? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, we, we definitely, there was a period of time where, we actively had to avoid each other um, a whole bunch um, just to, you know, we, we had stuff we wanted to do, but as everybody knows, you know, the, the protocol was social distancing and we definitely wanted to be safe um, with each other. So we, we weren't getting together for a while. Um, and that kind of led to some, 
some interesting types of strategies for, you know, how can we continue to do things as a band, um, which we're, we're pretty good at, you know, having weird things thrown our way and having to adjust. I mean, that's why we've been playing together for so long. We just adapt continually. But, um, yeah, everybody, everybody's good. Um, we still talk and communicate a lot. And uh, I don't think we've to got together as a full band in a pretty good while. But definitely been keeping busy doing some other things. Yeah, and, and, and with you guys, man, I think one thing that's interesting about this is you had obviously Alan coming into the band uh, and had that reveal and mm-hmm. and you guys were kind of already in a scenario where where before this went down, you were were kind of more in studio mode anyway, right? Um, uh, whereas I think you know obviously a lot of a lot of bands, whether they're national or local, it you know there's no shows, you know the the virus put the kibosh on all that for 2020. But um, do you feel like just kind of with that? that you guys were were able to adjust like okay given given the circumstances um and and i guess just as kind of a part two of that question the local music scene i i know you're pretty plugged into and you you guys have certainly been an influence with a lot of bands and have been pretty tied into it in the last you know 10 years since you guys have been around and playing live shows like how how is the local toledo scene doing i think i think um bands in the scene and artists in the scene are um hurting you know they're 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 feeling some of them for the first time they're feeling that the sudden inability to be able to go out and do what they do you know um and some of them are like probably were right in their heyday right in the you know they're ready to release something or they're had some big shows planned or gonna tour or whatever um and of course they had to like any everyone else they had to kind of put that off and i don't think any of them or us really knew no one really knew or knows still what what the full you know timeline on on not being able to do shows or get together with people is um so i i think the, the from the posts i've seen and the people i've talked to it seems like bands are are kind of like man what do we even do <laughs> you know i mean um yeah I have seen people get creative, though. I've seen for a while there, um, and probably still, there were different bands doing, like, live stream jams and stuff like that. Although now, you know, after things started to really um, get worse and worse as far as COVID, you know, bands were obviously not getting together to be able to do those things. So, um, and and it, it affected us. Too, but I will say, you know, being that last year we spent like the entire year just building a studio and a spot uh, right in my home so that we could be able to record and jam and play. Um, I think that's it's definitely been a benefit to be able to <laughs> have a spot at where I live already where I could just go downstairs and play even if even if they can't get together with me you know i have the instruments there and i have the recording equipment and i have a mind that never stops writing music whether i want it to or not so it's it's right. cool to 
be able to have those there um, for when I when I need them to be, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, and it clarified too for people listening. Like I didn't mean it like in a as a dig to all these other bands who have had you know their whole world turned upside down, either with albums coming out or tours that got canceled or festivals or anything like that. I I just meant it in a way that you know sometimes like even when bad things happen, you can you can kind of be uniquely positioned um, to to still be able to kind of somewhat function through it. And I think, you know, like you said, you having a home studio and you guys kind of being in that in that stage as a band where you've got a new member coming in and you're working on new music and and had just, like you said, finished the last year building a studio um you're kind of in a situation where it's like okay we we do have somewhere where we can we can play we don't have to go somewhere we can do it in the basement but then on top of that though i'm sure it's also like well you know you you work in healthcare during the day and have patient interaction and stuff and every, you know the other guys obviously have their jobs that they have to go to so i'm sure that kind of you know to you to your point that you alluded to earlier that plays a, a role in it as well you know what i mean like Okay, in terms of contact tracing, you know, um, you know, and, and just with the spread of the virus, is it safe to be around? I mean, so is that kind of over these last seven, eight months, um, has that been a factor as well? Just like, okay, I have the home studio, but at the same time, maybe it's not the best time to be jamming right now. Oh, definitely, you know, and and it's it's been like, you know, sometimes we literally were not allowed legally to get together. And then some, which sounds so crazy, if you would have heard this like a year ago, but now it's what we're all used to. But um, there's other times, like I said, we haven't really got together as a, a full band. You know, most of the music video and everything was shot before things were closing for COVID and all that. So, um, and then since then, we've mainly, if we have been jamming, it's been, um, usually just two of us and usually in separate rooms, honestly, because I'm usually recording um, as someone else is doing something out in the live room and I'm in the control room. Doors closed. There's like literally a stone wall between. So, I mean, yeah, we're definitely cautious. Um, but it's been it's been um, it's been unique and it's it's been. It's a bad situation that has um, forced forced people to kind of think outside the box, and I think I think we're kind of doing that with um, you know some of the things that we're we're doing right now, uh, like these custom vinyls we've been working on. That's that's been the main thing we've been doing right now. Yeah, and 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 just to transition to that, it's uh it's least of all sound recordings, right? Out of out of New York, out of Brooklyn. How did how did you guys kind of hear about that? Yeah, um, well, actually, fun funny enough, I was on Facebook one day and um, I was tagged in a post, and it was actually our friend Stanley Shrewsbury, um, who was one of our merch guys he and uh trevor his buddy trevor were they would do our merch and stuff like that and they're they've both moved out of the city um in fact trevor lives kind of down by you now um but anyway stanley had tagged me and said you know 
do check this out. It was on a post by this least of all recording studio, and it was advertising. You know, he said, "I would love if you guys did this. I would, I would pay for Tropic Bomb's vinyl." And I'm thinking, like, what, what is this? And at first, I was like, "Oh, it's some, you know, company trying to, I don't know, rip, rip bands." And I looked at it, and then I was like, "Well, this actually sounds interesting. It's called the Shut In Sessions." Um, and I, I kind of went to the website, and yeah, that's how I found it. And I, and I started looking at it. I'm like, "Wow, this is, this is pretty cool." I think. I think we should should maybe consider this. Yeah, man, it was it was cool. I remember when you texted me about it, it was like, hey, I think this might be something you're interested in. And um, and it and it was right around. I think it was August. Um, you know, looking looking back at your guys' Facebook when you kind of officially announced it, and it was just all everything was kind of happening with the the reignite video that you guys had put out, and we had just dropped that episode of the podcast. And I was like, oh, cool. And uh, and I thought it was really unique, you know, because one thing that I think turning a negative into a positive, uh, a lot of the bands and stuff have been doing either fundraisers, you know, like the touring bands for like the road crew uh, and the people behind the scenes who put the show together. But there's also been a lot of cool collaborations. Um, and just as somebody who's like into the you know the music like it's it's been cool to see the videos and the creativity from across the country but your text talking about like the custom vinyl like hey man i think you, this might be something that's interesting because kind of like like your buddy i was like you know hell yeah i'll, I'll pay money for some for some unique <laughs> vinyl um i hadn't heard anybody doing that and that's kind of why i wanted to share that story on this 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 podcast um in terms of perseverance and moving forward because obviously I think a lot of people can relate to that right now. A lot of artists who, who might listen to this or check this out or, you know, people that we know, uh, you know, have obviously had to adapt. But I hadn't heard of anybody else doing like that exact thing like you guys were doing, like, hey, we're going to do these sessions where basically and I'll let you elaborate on it when I stop, you know, flabbing my yapper. But, uh, you know, you, you guys basically left it up to the fans. Right. Like you, you said, OK. You can let us know a song that you want to do, or if you don't give us any guidance, and I was one of the people who didn't, um, we'll just make up something that cre- that's creative that we think is the vibe of of whoever um, ordered the vinyl. So, I mean, obviously with COVID, you know, probably interrupting that and whatnot. I mean, how what has that experience been like for you as a musician, especially this time of year, you know, where – Okay, yeah, maybe maybe you guys were more and correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys maybe were in more recording mode anyway, and not so much like gung ho with the live shows. But um, creatively, what door has that opened for you as a guy who's been who's been playing music a long time, and and how how fun has this been, despite all the negativity, obviously with COVID. It's been it's been really fun. Um, so what it yeah what it is. Um, since I, I guess I didn't really explicitly state what it is, is, you know, when I checked into it, it said, um, you you can create custom, one-of-a-kind songs for, um, for your fans because they can't go to shows right now and they're, they're missing live music. And, you know, bands are needing financial support since they can't play shows or go sell merch or anything like that so they said you know it's kind of a win-win 
Um, you can kind of, you know, create something just raw in your in your home. I mean, the website even says like you can even do a iPhone recording on your porch and and send it. And you know, the point is, it's supposed to be kind of organic, and it's just supposed to be like, hey, thanks for supporting us, Mike. You know, or whoever ordered it. You know, this this one is uh, something we came up just with just for you. And when you get this, you know, you're like the only person that has this, this vinyl. It's, it's one of a kind. They don't make a bunch of copies. You send them the file after you do it and they uh, cut it onto like with like a 1950s lathe. They cut it onto a vinyl and they ship it out to that one person. Um, it's very personal, very unique. And that's what I thought was really cool about it. Because at first I was like, oh, man, like, nobody's going to pay 25 bucks to hear, like, hear us jamming, you know. And then it was kind of like, oh, wait a second, though. Maybe people would be interested in this this being, like, a one-of-a-kind thing. And they can kind of hear what we're doing through this pandemic where we can't get together and play shows and stuff like that. Um, so that that's what it is. And... As far as how it's kind of triggered us creatively, well, as I've said, we haven't gotten together as a full band to do these. It's At most, it's only been two of us at a time. It's always been me and either John or Crumb. And Alan has, yeah. you know, Alan has told me, you know, dude, I, I definitely will partake if there's room. You know, I know you guys have an idea of how you're going to do certain songs for certain people, but if there's room, which that might sound weird, like, why wouldn't there be room for our band member? But traditionally it's been like sometimes when we do uh, random stuff like this, it's usually been like John and myself or cause it, it's hard to get a bunch of people together, especially this year. But sometimes it's just like a few of us getting together and that's what this has been. Um, uh, so it's, it's been interesting because we didn't really have a plan going in other than that we wanted to make cool stuff for whoever ordered, you know, whatever they ordered. Yeah. And we actually didn't even realize at the time that we signed up, we thought it was all going to be like random jam, improv jamming stuff. We didn't, we didn't know that it was going to be us potentially jamming songs that people have already heard. So once we signed up and we got it going and then they told us to start listing the songs available people to choose we were like oh shoot we have to like oh these are like songs that we already have out you know um well that that could be fun it seems like not what we thought this was but that could be fun so we put them up there and people started ordering them and we're like well we just gotta make a a cool version or something like we can't we can't just go in there and play the song they already know but like strip down and I mean, I, I think that's what you're supposed to do, but we were like, dude, we might have to, <laughs> we might have to like get creative or something because that, that just seems like we'd be, I don't know, shorten people or something. I mean, I know our fans are really cool and they would probably like anything we wrote for them, but uh, or made for them. But I don't know. We always try to just do our our best and really put a good effort into it. So we've 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 been revisiting a lot of these songs that people have wanted stuff that we haven't played in literally years and we've had to figure out 
how to do it. And also there's a five minute time limit on the song. Um, so some of our songs are longer than that. So we've had to like restructure some of them. We've had to like, it's, it's, it's actually really kind of forced us to uh, be creative. And it's, it's actually been fun revisiting some of these songs because you kind of forget how much you enjoyed writing and playing those songs. And then you, you forget how much other people enjoyed them too. Um, obviously yeah. you're ordering them years later, <laughs> like they already have the song, but they're ordering it again. They just want to hear you play it again. That's, that's a pretty special feeling when, when you find out, cause we didn't think we were going to get very many orders. Um, not cause we don't think like, you know, we just thought it's vinyl. Don't know how many people are rocking vinyl. Don't know how many people are going to pay like 25 bucks for one song, you know? Um, so we'll just see. And we got a lot more orders than we, we thought. So, um, it's been, it's been pretty, pretty awesome knowing that people are still wanting to hear this stuff, you know? Yeah, that's great, man. And and one that you guys released like to people, um, you know, was was a like a metal version of of Light the Way, which has always been <laughs> one of my favorite Tropic Bomb songs. And I think for a lot of people, that song probably speaks to them a lot because it's just it's just an uplifting song. And you know, again, like I think a lot of people can relate to like we're all human, so whether we stumble or things happen in life like this virus that, you know, tilts everybody, you know, sideways, like, um, that's a song that I think has, has helped people through a lot. I know you've told me before, you've gotten feedback from people about that song and what it means to them and stuff. And so it was really cool because when I listened to it, it was not what I expected at all. And in like a good way, like, yeah. uh, the beginning, the beginning guitar part and the drums and everything, it, it had a completely different vibe because sometimes you'll hear like a cover, and structurally, which is why it's interesting you bring up like the five minute thing, like structurally, like it'll be like, oh, it's 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 the song, but it's just maybe it's in a different tune. You know, maybe this has changed a little bit, but it was like lyrically, that was to me the only thing that really tied it together. Like there were certain parts of it that had like um, a similar vibe. But for the most part, it was almost like an entirely like new song. It was almost like another band did a cover of Light the Way, which is what I thought kind of was like really cool about it. It was like I was hearing somebody else go, hey, we're going to cover Tropic Bombs Light the Way and we love metal and headbanging. So here you go. So um, directionally for that one, was it just the vibe of uh, – the two people that uh, was it Lucas and I'm trying to remember was it was it his wife or girlfriend yeah. that that are into like heavy music is that what kind of prompted that with Light the Way? Yeah, definitely. Um, Lucas and Cindy that they're the ones we made it for. Um, and like that's why I'm so thankful about this is like, dude, we we've had <laughs> that song out like the original version of that song out for like a decade or more, and we never ever thought to do like a metal version. Because, like, why, yeah. why would that co- thought come to mind? But uh, because Lucas and Cindy are big into metal, um, like, big into metal, we just thought, like, dude, that would be so funny to surprise them with this. Because um, they're so awesome. They support, like, music on all levels, local, national, regional. And they just, they're just such awesome people. We really wanted to put in a lot of effort because... They they 
ended up placing a few orders, which we were blown away by. Um, they're always so supportive. And I know that, you know, Cindy, like, she's always really been into, like, Once Over, Star Sleeper, those dudes. Like, I'm pretty sure Once Over and is, like, her favorite band. And Otep, if you know Otep, she's, like, huge into Otep. So, anyway, she ordered Light the Way. And, you know, we just thought, that's so cool that they're in the metal and that they're also really into our band. Because we're not really metal at all. But I was like, what if we could take a song she already really loves and then turn it into a genre that she just favors so much? And same with, you know, same with Lucas. And I was like, this could just be really fun. So John and I, that was one of the first ones we did. Um, John and I end up down tuning and uh, just writing this ridiculous version that we were laughing, man, the whole time. The whole time we were making it, we were laughing. Um, but yeah, that's what we did. We 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 tailored that one to her, just like we and and to Lucas, just like we are tailoring every one that we can. Now, not all of them are going to be that extensive and in depth. There were there were a few that we d- that we did slash are doing that way, um, where we thought, you know, we know that the whole idea is to have it be one of a kind and you know created for this person but there were some that were just coming together so awesome that we're like we we just wish that other people could hear this too so in every yeah. instance, you know in a, in every instance that we found that happening we we reached out to the person and we said hey you can say no if you don't want but like we have an idea we would really like people to hear this song that we're making for you guys. Would you want to um, allow us to share it digitally? You guys will still be the only one with the vinyl. It'll still be made just for you. You'll be the only one with the personal message on the song. Um, you know, some we took some video of us making the song for each person. And we even said, you know, if you let us do that and, like, maybe release like an album of a few of these sweet ones uh in the future we would we would split the royal we'd pay you like royalties so basically we'd split the sales with you guys um that way we felt like we weren't you know killing the fun of it for them and actually every single person we we asked not only did they say like dude hell yeah like we want people to hear this we just are happy to support and they also like every single person refused refused to take any money from us. Oh, for real! And I was like, oh my god! I was like, dude, well, no, we'll give you half. You know, we'll give you half of everything we get. We'll split it down the middle with you. Um, and they were like, I mean, I think they also know. I think my one friend made a funny comment about like, no, maybe we'll revisit this idea if it's gonna buy me a boat or something, but. <laughs> but i mean people were just so supportive and people were just so excited to to get these things i've had people messaging me like hey when do we get those when are when do they come in and um you know the the unfortunate thing is you can't you have to finish them all and submit them all at once you can't submit them as you finish them and then get those out to people um 
So just for organizational purposes, the studio needs us to, uh, the studio that's pressing these needs us to submit them all at once. So we thought, that makes sense, yeah. yeah, it does. We thought that it was going to be like seven or eight orders. Cause again, we're like, Oh, it's kind of pricey for one song. And it's songs that people already know and have, and they're old songs. And, and, uh, yeah, also, you know, they're just, I don't know, not that many people probably have vinyl. Well, we ended up getting like 24 orders. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah, and then, you know, as we started to create them, we realized we were spending so much time just trying to, like, detail out these parts and add stuff because we were having so much fun. And we were like, dude, whoa, we got to figure out a different way because if we do this, if we try to do 24 of these, like, we'll be working on these for, like, three years. <laughs> got like a double album going yeah i know well because also we don't we haven't been able to get together and then when we have it's been really rare not it's not been often so it's been kind of a balance of like trying to be efficient with them while also trying not to just half-ass them and trying to give people really what they what they deserve you know yeah so it's 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 definitely been fun though it's it's uh we're, we're, it's it's still fun we have a lot we have a lot left to do um but and and you know we don't the funny thing is we don't really like we don't do them all the same like we it's not like we have a formula like we're a very systematic band where it's like this is what we do next blah 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 here's how we should do this if we're going to record so we've had to really like yeah, we've had to go kind of off the beaten path and out of our comfort zone and be like, yeah, but this dude wouldn't want us to do this. He, he'd want us to be jammed by a campfire, not in a studio. You know I mean? Like, and we're really to, to, uh, make them what we think people would want. So yeah, it's been pretty awesome. (laughs) So out of, out of the 24, man, like how, how many people decided to go with, um, you know songs that you guys already had in the catalog versus people who just said hey just like do whatever put just you know go rogue and do something do something cool you know yeah um well i'd say uh, there's probably seven or so that are the improv jam option but we didn't have that as an option right away so i think most of the orders that came in first just selected a song they already knew from what we and we we put up pretty much any song that we've ever played. We, we put it as an option because why the hell not, you know, give the people what they want. Yeah. Um, and, but then, but then even beyond that, I was like, man, this is, I just really wish that we could just jam something custom for somebody. Like, so I actually emailed this studio who they've been awesome to work with, by the way. Um, and I was like, you know, I don't know if this is an option. We already started our campaign and blah, blah, blah. But is there any way to add improv jam as an option? Because I just feel like some people would like that and it would probably get us even more orders and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, definitely. That's awesome. So they just threw it up there for us like the next day. <laughs> and uh, so I'm, I'm actually, I'm assuming that we would have had even more of those if people had that as an option from the get go. But I do think that people um, 
still chose some people some people chose both they went back and got an improv jam after the fact but i'm just like y'all are crazy spending that type of money (laughs) (laughs) but no dude that's so awesome it's such a cool idea and and yeah they they sound like cool people out there doing that and and um i think it's cool that people still have that kind of desire to not only get something unique um but also also something that's like handmade like that it's just in this digital age i mean i know vinyls definitely made a comeback for sure but um to like use a like a 1950s lathe and stuff like that's that's really cool i mean i haven't heard anybody um you know rest in peace to to pat formerly you know culture clash before his passing but um i remember talking to him about that and he was telling me about like custom vinyl and stuff and i was just like that's so cool that in this in this you know being two decades into the new millennium that you still have people uh like yourselves that want to give something you really unique to their fan base but also somebody like least of all that is investing the time and the energy and the resources into even putting something like that together because that's to me that's just really cool you know it's it's hard to get handmade cool stuff i feel like you know right right yeah i i uh it was a really cool idea when i heard that idea i was like wow that's that's actually i was like man i, I wonder if any of the bands i listen to are doing that because i would totally get some of those you know and i i think it's it's cool that people from different bands around here are supporting each other. You know, I, I think everyone's been like buying each other's music and buying shirts from each other and stuff like that. Um, it's just even, even just watching, like I definitely felt like uh, when people were doing the live stream jams, I was enjoying them. I'd, I'd be scrolling through and as soon as I'd see someone, I remember seeing Ice Cream Militia doing one, and I was like, oh my god, this is the best night ever, suddenly, watching these dudes jam. And then just down to, like, random, like, uh, this guy, Josh Bolin, who uh, will probably never even hear this podcast, but he's, like, a guy in the area who plays music, and he was doing some acoustic stuff in his backyard, and, you know, it was just really cool. Like, I'd watch some of that, and Andy Moore from dream repair um i don't know it's just it's just been it's cool this seeing people get down and uh even just come up with stuff even on their own you know even if it's just one person uh pluto music scene always always has that camaraderie so i definitely still appreciate that i love being a part of that that's good to hear, man. Um, well, before I let you go, and thanks again, dude, for taking some time. I appreciate it, especially being a little under the weather, dude. Um, uh, you know, f- venues like uh, Frankie's and, and places like that, I mean, how – with all of this going on, I mean, are they going to be able to like – I mean, obviously, I mean, not that like you're a government official or anything like that but it's in terms of just somebody being plugged into the scene what are you hearing from like the the people who work at like you know the frankies of the world and stuff i mean are are they still planning to kind of come back after after all of this whenever whenever the end of it is i mean how how are they doing i know nobody's doing great or probably even good but i mean do you think they're still going to be around at the end of this thing oh so far you know i haven't i haven't heard anybody planning not to you know um yeah i think i definitely have to give props to 
uh, both, you know, Zach over at, who's, you know, now running Auto Tavern, as well as Robert Longoria, who is the one who started running uh, Frankie's, you know, right before the shutdown. Um, and, and, you know, other, other places, too, are probably out there, and I just don't personally know the, the people. But I got to say that, you know, they've, they've been trying to do, even before it was like, this is the law, I think they were trying to be responsible and limit things and keep people safe, even though, you know, there's always going to be people that are upset. And, but, like, I, I think that I think that most venues are planning on, are hoping that one day, you know, it'll be in the nearer future, it will be safe to kind of start those things again. I I, I believe that when that time comes, you know, I feel like everyone's going to miss doing this so much that it'll probably actually be a good comeback for the scene. It'll probably be like, people are like, hell yeah, like, now that we can, let's go out there. Let's go out to shows, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I think between the bands, um, you know, not having been able to play for like a year or, or potentially, hopefully not more, you know, um and the fans not being able to go see live music like the last concert i went to was february um down here in nashville um so it's it's uh it's crazy to say that out loud it was literally almost to the day like a year ago <laughs> um so yeah, yeah i'm 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 thinking for for everybody uh and that was a perspective uh, alec from from execution day who i just had on the last pod was talking about too he he said that he goes i just think when things do come back, it's it's going to be better for everybody because everybody's going to be so happy just to be able to participate in something like that again that p- people are going to want to support the bands and the bands are supporting each other, a lot of them through through all this, and they'll be excited to play again. So, yeah, man, uh, you know, what's the old saying? It's always darkest right before the dawn or whatever. So mm-hmm. I just hope that people continue to to stay safe and wear their mask and just be just be smart and 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 it, and it is weird too because it's the holidays and it's like you want to see your family and you want to get together and stuff and it's um i try not to get too preachy on here but i'm i i'm just trying to take the perspective of the long view like just speaking for me personally like i'm willing to sacrifice one year of holidays if it means that i'm gonna get you know 40 or 50 more with the people i love versus you know right, uh you know doing it and and then worried about oh you know traveling especially you know where i live now in tennessee and going home to ohio like who am i going to come across along the way you know uh that i might catch something from or whatever so but anyway man well well hey ryan before i let you go thank you so much for the time man um always great catching up with you dude uh and i hope you feel better um you know Outside of the music that you've been playing, uh, you know, you and the guys in the band have been playing and, and doing this with uh, Least of All. Um, what what music has been helping get you through the pandemic? Um, have, have you kind of gone with the tried and true stuff, like the stuff that's that's in your wheelhouse? Have you have you discovered any new stuff and kind of ventured ventured outside, like the sphere stuff you'd normally listen to? Yeah. Um... Gosh, it's a little bit of both, you know. I, I've I've definitely clung to the stuff that I've I've always loved. Um, 
And but you know what's what's been cool is that somehow throughout this, like several of my favorite artists all had new releases um, this year, and some of them like very recently. So I've been really digging into those, and you know, just <laughs> like I said, between re- revisiting our songs and having having to. A new breathe new life into them um and then listening to old and new stuff from my favorite artists um i've been spinning a lot of like aesop rock as usual he just actually he just came out with an amazing new album called spirit world field guide and <laughs> it's so awesome dude it's so so awesome and actually i'm, I'm probably i know i know you love aesop so i'm gonna have to check it out Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, I'm a little ashamed to admit as like someone who is an audio engineer and someone who's been a musician for so long, I never owned a record player. I never had vinyl. And when the resurgence came back, I, I just didn't didn't hop on the bandwagon. It wasn't I wasn't against it or anything. I just probably couldn't afford it at the time. And also was just like, oh, man, I don't know. I I don't need another hobby to get distracted by. So but now <laughs> Uh, his album, his recent album, I saw the artwork and, you know, I'm always a sucker for, like, I believe in a good physical product, um, even in our own, even in our own music, like to share with people. I don't like to just share the song. I like to give the backstory, to give some artwork, to give credits, you know, all that stuff's important to me, um, whether I'm receiving the music or putting the music out there. And, I saw what his new album looked like in the vinyl and I was like that right there that right there is everything I'm talking about that that right there is why when people would say in the past but don't you think albums are dead don't you think it's you know it's the era of just the single the era of the mp3 you know I'm like well, you guys still make CDs I'm like yes because there's all this you can incorporate into it and it's something that will last forever um, yeah and it's it's tangible and i saw his record and i was like dude that's the sweetest artwork i've ever seen i'm gonna buy that even though i don't have a record player and then i was like you know what i'm i'm also gonna go back and buy a bunch of his old records the albums that i love just because i want the physical tangible tangible you know thing i can hold in my hand thing i can look at and read about and and just have and then i'm also gonna buy a record player and so then it turned into this whole thing where i bought speakers and it's like spent way more money than i needed to but it's gonna be all worth it for me because goddamn if music isn't what gets us through shit (laughs) heck yeah man no i'm sheepish to admit the same thing as big of a fan of music as i am like Back when I was living at home, my stepdad had a record player that he's had for, gosh, probably like 45 years uh, that still works and sounds amazing. And um, I went to Culture Clash and got uh, a Mastodon record, Crack the Sky. You know, kind of like what you're talking about. Like, not only did I love the album itself, but the artwork was just friggin' incredible. Uh, In fact, last night for Cyber Monday, I was peeling through Rockabilia. Um, They're not a sponsor, but if anybody from Rockabilia listens to this and wants to hop on the March 4th pirate ship, uh, let me know. But um, 
uh, I, I almost got uh, a Crack the Sky shirt just because uh, I remembered when that record came out. I think it was like oh nine and just just how cool it was and the concept and just the, the artwork was incredible and i was like i know pat can hook me up so that's yeah. still at my parents house but uh kind of like you though like it's like a a financial thing of um you know and, and also right now i'm still in my apartment which it's cool here i'm cozy but at the same time i kind of want to have like a home you know where i can have it be like part of a room where like that, that's like the room you go listen to the record you know what i mean like i have space yeah. for it here i could do it but I'm like, you know, I, I like me some heavy stuff, too. And I think if I crank stuff too loud, uh, I don't want to, you know, irritate my neighbors. <laughs> but, um, well, that's cool, man. Well, a couple more before I let you go, because I, I think in all the times we've talked, I don't know that these are questions that I've ever asked you. And I've asked a few guests of the show recently. So I want to kind of throw them out there to you. Because um, I know you love music uh, and it's like a life's blood of sorts for you as well. Yes. If you could create a band, you know, and, and you know, you being in, in kind of the rock and, and, and hip hop realm, let's just say, you know, singer, you know, two guitar players, bassist, drummer. And then if you wanted somebody like either like keyboards or, you know, DJ, who, who would that who would that super group be for you? Oh, man. <laughs> Ooh. Have I ever asked you? That? I don't think I've ever asked nope. you that. No, I've actually, I've thought about that, though. It's probably different for different genres, because, like, like, it probably wouldn't, I don't know, like, some of my favorite drummers, I have, like, a few of them, but, like, if you took Chad Sexton from 311, and then you put him with, like, you know, Adam from his legend, like, that, that probably, oh, maybe they'd come up with some sweet-ass shit. Not the first two people I'd put together, even though individually they're just freaking amazing. Um, yeah. I would say, God, I would like to hear some sort of uh, hybrid of like, well, gotta love Adam's, Adam, I don't even know how to properly say his last name, Tanboos, Tan, Tanboos. Um, Adam from He Is Legend. Um and while we're throwing in Adams, why don't we just throw in Adam D from Killswitch Engage as the other guitarist? Oh my God! Can you imagine yes. combo? That'd be that'd be sick. Um, I would say, ooh, you gotta go. You gotta get him. Get them together with maybe like I think they would their riffs with some Brandon Boyd, Incubus. Could be okay. because because he can kind of he can get heavy if you remember like science they were like funky yeah heavy. um that was a funky record man that album was so oh so good um and I'd say you'd have to throw in like just some I guess let's put Chad Sexton in there on drums for the funky shit or if you wanted to go with like a standard rock I I always say like tried and true Deftones, I think it was, uh, Jesus, it's been so long now, but I think it was Abe Cunningham. Isn't he the, the drummer of the Deftones? Yeah. Wow, I'm blanking, but I remember just being like, wow, he was, he was so solid. He was so solid. And I sound like a jerk because I can't remember his name now, but... <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure you got it right, man. Yeah, so that would be a, that would be a cool lineup. Some, some 
combo of those dudes would really be cool to see what happened. And who would you have on base? Uh, well, let's see. On base. I would say... I'd probably... Honestly, I'd probably put Matt Williams from He Is Legend because I think the way he and Adam like vibe off each other is just so great. But if I couldn't... If there was like a rule against using two people from one band... No rules. I'd say Eddie um, Breckenridge from Thrice because he's a, he's a really good bass player, especially for someone that didn't even start out in music. He was like an athlete, and then his brother was drumming. Um, his brother Riley's their drummer, and was, they just needed a bass player. So he hopped in, and I guess he joined the right band. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be a killer lineup, man. But no, you got Abe's name right. Their new record, Ohms, is freaking incredible, too. I don't know if you've got a chance to check out uh, the new yes. Deftones record, but uh, I've listened to Genesis probably like 70 times. That song is so killer. Um, and then, uh, and, 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 and in terms of, uh, it is Maddie Williams, right. From he is legend. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's funny you say that. Cause, um, I follow him on Twitter and, um, and it's, it's so crazy to me, like too, with he is legend. Uh, I, I tell after you, you know, put me on to them, I tell everybody about them too. Cause I went back and listened to their catalog and I was like, Oh my gosh, why have I not heard of these guys? Like, yeah, yeah. why have they not been in my realm more? You know, they're so awesome. And then, um, you know, we talked about how like Rob Flynn got in, you know, like it's yeah. just crazy, but, um, that record, uh, it hates you, uh, Kyle from the band bad wolves, who I follow as well. I can't even remember the thread that was going on, but he, he mentioned Maddie's, he was like the bass tones on, on the, it hates you record. He was like, that is like, like what, like, that's amazing to me, you know? Oh God, dude. Yeah. He does such a great job. And and like, I don't think bassists, bassists are probably like the most underappreciated band members most of the time to, to the general public. But, um, and I'm sure, you know, he probably gets that or feels that. But honestly, I've always been so drawn to his bass lines and, and the way he, like, incorporates them. I mean, I think it just adds such a depth to their music that's already got a great depth. But uh, he really he really definitely enhances it with his bass. So I th- I, it would be I'd be hard-pressed to find someone that I'd prefer over him. But like I said, Eddie... Eddie's always done done good work too. So, well, the one of the last things I'll ask you is if you could take five records and put them in a time capsule for people like two thousand years from now to hear, and like like across the solar system, if we're able to get to that point um, in this realm of impossibility that we're living in right now through this virus, uh, what what five records would you put in a time capsule? And they don't have to be like the you know what you think are like the five best records or whatever it just it's just your five like five records that mean the most to you yeah i would say um thrice artist in the ambulance would be one um he's legend big surprise there i'm gonna have to go with i am hollywood just for how diverse it was um asap rock None Shall Pass. That's the first album I heard of his. 
Um, I would say probably 311 Music, an early record of theirs. And mm, trying to, I'm trying to think of like it's hard to when you get to the fifth, you're like, oh, well, there's so many good ones. <laughs> I would have to say I'm gonna go with Atmosphere, um, Seven's Travels. That was the, the that was the first one I heard of his and. It was such a it was such a different type of hip hop than I was used to, and I was like, "Well, I this is definitely something I need to explore more of." So, I think if that could lead to that could lead to people having that same revelation in the future. So, I would throw that in there too. Right on, man. That's an eclectic eclectic uh, five records, dude. Which I would expect nothing less from you. You know, with the the sounds and in, in in your band and the stuff that you like. Well, Ryan, I love you, brother. I appreciate the time. Uh, I'll put up the links and, and uh, you know put it on the description of the episode. But uh, you know, let let the people know where they can find you in the interim, man. If you want to, you know, turn turn some some people onto Tropic Bombs or just let let the fans, you know, know anything else. Definitely. Um, as as with most bands, we have a Facebook page. Just look us up, Tropic Bombs. Um, however, if you want to actually hear the music, um, like every track is available for to just stream and also to download. Uh, some of them are some of them cost money. Some of them are just on there for free. But you, they can all be found at Bandcamp. So it's tropicbombs.bandcamp.com. And you can, there's even some rare stuff on there, like a Nintendo 8-bit version of Block the Sun and things like that. So um, that's where I would go if I wanted to to hear things. Um, but I would definitely go to the Facebook page, check out the latest music video for Reignite, because that was something we put a lot of work into. So that's where I'd send people. Sweet man, and can we give people the uh, the light the way track on this one, the 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 personalized version? Yes, yeah, I got the okay from Cindy and uh, Lucas. They they just seem to be happy that something is written for them, um, and they definitely, you know, were like share share it, let people hear it because I, I I think it's pretty fun. <laughs> oh, I want I do want to say. If if you go ahead and play that song, um, one of the coolest parts was, um, I don't know if I mentioned this in any of our previous podcasts, but when uh, Mackenzie from He Is Legend, you know, who I'd become pretty close with, very close with, when he passed away earlier this year, um, his mom ended up actually giving me his guitar, uh, which is just like, I, I'm still in disbelief that I have that and. It's, I don't call it my guitar. I call it his guitar because it's his guitar. I'm just in possession of it. I'm just the, the keeper, you know, and uh, it'll always be his guitar. But it's a, it's a really awesome guitar. They used it on all those albums that I am obsessed with. And uh, I I had John use it at the end of the Light the Way Metal song, right after the build-up where we're going, like, singing all the woes, the, all the O's. And then it busts into the heavy ass ending. I was like, "Stop right there! Switch this guitar out. 
you're using this. <laughs> and and I can just every time it hits after those O's end and it busts into the like chugging through, screaming. I just I feel like Mackenzie's playing with us just because it's his guitar and it's the type of music he wrote and John did a great job like bringing that to life without even trying to. So when you listen to it, just know that we incorporated Mackenzie's actual guitar, um, same guitar you've heard on Suck Out the Poison and I Am Hollywood and all that. So it's a, it's a cool little fun fact, and I can't believe I get to say that we did that. That's awesome, man. Well, I think that's a great place to end it, dude. Ryan, thank you so much, man. Thank I'll you, probably Mike. hit you up again before uh, before Christmas, and uh, I, I really appreciate the time, and I, I, I hope you feel better, brother. Keep in touch, uh, and thanks thanks again for doing this, man. I'll, I'll catch you before, before Christmas, dude. All right, man. Stay safe, Mike. Thanks again for the opportunity, and we will talk soon. Righty daggy, there you have it. That was my conversation with my good buddy of Tropic Bombs, Ryan Waiten. Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to do the podcast, man. You know I love you, brother, and I hope you're feeling better. It was great to catch up with you, as always. And thank you to all of you for listening to the show. Please go check out Tropic Bombs Music. Again, I will put up all of the links in the description for this episode, so please go check that out. Uh, Tropic Bombs on Facebook, Tropic Bombs on Instagram. I believe it's just tropicbombs.bandcamp.com, and you can also find their music. Again, most places music are are sold and found, but again, I will put up the links in the description. And also, man, how about that, man? How about least of all sound recordings? Please go check those guys out and show them some love as well. www.leastofallsoundrecordings.com, and that is spelled L-E-E-S-T-A-V-A-L-L. Again, that's L-E-E-S-T-A. V-A-L-L, least of all sound recordings out of Brooklyn, New York. Just really, just a really cool thing, man, to do those shut-in sessions, you know, give fans an opportunity to get something that's, you know, unique, one-of-a-kind, just a cool handmade product. You know, as you guys heard Ryan and I talk about in that podcast description, talking about albums and artwork and everything and, you know, vinyl, like, uh, to be honest with you, you know, I, I would have a record player right now if I weren't in my apartment, but I know how much I like to listen to loud music. Um, I'm kind of at that point in my life now, in my early 30s, where I'm realizing I think I might actually have, you know, slightly, slightly damaged my hearing uh, from some of the heavy music and stuff that I've listened to over years. But what can I say, man? I love music. I love listening to it loud. So, you know, out of respect for my neighbors, I am going to wait till I actually get my own home and, you know, kind of create like a cool jam room and sort of backlog everything that I have. Is that the right word? Backlog. But just, you know, to get all everything that I have on, on CD and everything on, on uh, vinyl. It would be so cool. But uh, shout out to everybody who supported Tropic Bombs in, in that venture with Least of All Sound Recordings. And again, please go check out those guys as well. So yeah, you know, I, I just thought that, that that story was just a really good example of how everybody is, you know, turning a negative into the positive, into a positive through this, through this awful global pandemic that we're experiencing. I mean, I'll be honest, I never thought in my lifetime, and I won't talk about it too much because we're, we're wrapping it up here at the end and I want to, want to stay on a positive note, but I never thought in my lifetime that I would ever see anything like what we've all experienced as human beings, you know, that we would have something that really, 
just levels everybody, man. Uh, globally, it's it's insane. I mean, you hear about viruses and diseases and things like that. And and I worked at a hospital during H one N one and the swine flu and stuff. But but this thing really is a, is another animal entirely, and uh, it's devastating. It's sad. So again, that's why I try not to get too preachy on here. But but why I always say, you know, in, in these last couple months, you know, please wear your mask. Please be cool. Please be respectful of people. Social distance because. This is real. It's brand new. It's hitting people differently. You know, you got people who are 90 surviving from it. You got people who are 90 dying from it. You got 19-year-old kids surviving and dying from it. I mean, it's just, it's a crazy thing, man. So, you know, I'm always a fan of don't play with fire. So, you know, find the love in your heart to just be good to each other during this holiday season. You know, give something back. Find a way to make somebody smile. Find a way to make somebody laugh every single day. Uh, so, so just think about that and, and carry that wave into the new year, man. But, uh, but on that point, uh, I, I always meander, <laughs> I always go on tangents, but, uh, but that's why I wanted to share this conversation again. Ryan's a, a great friend. He truly is like a brother from another mother. Uh, I love the dude. He's, he's, he's a great guy. The, the whole, the whole band is awesome. I've been following them for a long time. Like I said, at the beginning, our friendship is almost 10 years deep now, man. And, um, I just think that that was, uh, a really cool idea um, and, and just an example, again, of, of how people are connecting despite maybe being isolated in these times. And that is one of the benefits of something like this happening in 2020, right, is that, uh, you know, unlike 1920 where you'd have to write a letter and wait for it to go get, you know, wherever it was going to go, whether it was halfway around the world or across the country, you know, now we can, you know, get on all these, uh, you know, apps and see each other and connect with each other and uh that was a really unique cool thing and uh you know having tangible artwork and having something that's one of a kind is cool and shout out to all the tropic bombs fans too or who are you know cool enough to to let the band share the work that they're putting together and letting us share it here on the podcast man so you know i'm going to close it out by saying uh thank you again for listening the host site is march4th.podbean.com you can follow the podcast on Instagram at March 4th Pod. You can also follow me on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. And uh, yeah, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, you can find the podcast there. If you feel so inclined, I would appreciate it if you went to Apple Podcasts. Uh, I think it would used to be iTunes, but if you went to Apple Podcasts, found the podcast, maybe gave it a four or five star review, five stars, that would be cool. Um, and, and left, a, left a positive review if you dug the show, man. It helps the show rank a little bit better, and it helps us get these stories out to more people. And uh, it's all necessary, man. I love music. Uh, I, I love connecting with people and trying to connect with people. So as much as I hate begging for subs and all that stuff, it really does help the show rank higher and help more people, you know, hear about these awesome stories and really, really cool people like Ryan. So be good to each other, y'all. You know, here we are. We're in the home stretch in terms of 2020. I know it's been a bear. I know it's been weird, but but we're here. We're here. So let's close it out on a positive note, man. The world needs a lot of love right now. So do your part. Do your part. So on that note, I'm going to close this bad boy out by saying keep the faith and be kind to one another. Courtesy of some awesome Tropic Bombs fans and the one and only Ryan Waiten. In partnership with Least of All Sound Recordings, here is the metal version of Light the Way from Tropic Bombs. Peace.